Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, this is the first time that we have spoken since the excellent news. What is your reaction that we will have Ohio State football this fall? I'm very excited, Dave. It just gives you something to look forward to. I, I truly didn't believe that we were going to be able to see Justin Fields in Ohio State uniform again. And the fact that we're going to get this this opportunity to to get back at Clemson is is very exciting. The the one thing that does give me just a slight pause is are the restrictions that the Big Ten has put in place as far as players. If they test positive, they have to be out for 21 days and the 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 five percent or the the five players if you test positive on the team you have to cancel a game i just think that that right there those particular guidelines that they're setting in place will need to potentially be rolled back because it's very extreme um is more extreme than all the other leagues including professional football even if guys are testing you know 20 negative tests in a row after 10 days having them set out another 11 days that's pretty harsh uh, but overall, you know, I'm just happy that football is going to be back in, in the Big Ten. I think this is an opportunity for Ryan Day to really inflict some pain on everyone in the Big Ten. Um, as Gene Smith said, he talked to people within the playoff committee, um, selection committee, and basically Ohio State will have enough games if they can finish the entire schedule. But one one key component is how they look. So how so it's going to be a beauty contest right now because the the matrix that the playoff selection committee typically uses a lot of those matrix are are eliminated especially the non conference games so Ryan Day has no choice but once they once they suit up he's going to have to drop sixty seventy on a lot of these teams or a hundred if it's Michigan right um, <laughs> as he as he joked with his team maybe he wasn't joking that we're going to drop a hundred on him this year. Um, I don't know how that got leaked uh, to the public. Oh, we 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 did that, didn't we, at Bucknuts? But um, I want to ask you about the 21-day thing in a minute because uh, that's very interesting. The players would have to sit out for 21 days if, they're, uh, if they do test positive, as you mentioned. But before we get there, I'll just be frank. At one point, I gave up hope. I, I just had, like, zero hope. You know, I was, you know, at, at one point in, like, June, um, I was extremely confident. And then, um, I don't know, two weeks ago or so, I mean, I, I had completely given up hope. And um, – were you ever to that point where you were just like, there's no way we're having a season? Or did you kind of keep hope the entire time? I had a sliver of hope, but I, I would say I was 95% saying that there's not going to be a season once Kevin Warren doubled down and said that it's not going to be revisited after Justin Fields and the players made their initial push um, nine days after the the first announcement when Kevin Warren said, nope, we're done here and pretty much went on vacation or somewhere because after that, no one can find them for several weeks. So at that point, I thought like, ah, I, I don't think it's going to happen here. And my mind frame was I was rooting extremely hard for the other leagues to play because I thought that it would absolutely make the Big Ten look foolish if we turn on the TV and we saw the SEC and the ACC, especially Notre Dame and Duke and the Big 12 playing and we're sitting at home. And then as things continue to progress, you started to feel the steam. You started to feel a little bit of the momentum. Randy Wade going to and getting the rallies and things started, which which created a national storyline. 
I I felt like that really started to get the the ball rolling, and then once the Nebraska players filed a lawsuit, that's when I started to think that things started to pick up steam, and and then you had Tom Mars coming in, and he started getting involved with the Freedom of Information Act, and start start looking through the Big Ten bylines. Once they started hiding things, and and the myocarditis report that they initially used started to be debunked by a lot of the professional um, cardiologists. That's when I started to feel like, oh, we may have a shot here. And, and as we as we get to where we're at today, I just think that the overwhelming pressure from the public also played a major role. But I also believe seeing other leagues successfully playing played a played a big role as well. It just feels so damn good. And it's going to start five weeks from today. They, they're saying at least there's going to be one game on October 23rd. We'll find out the exact schedule hopefully as early as today who knows I'm not going to play the guessing game on that you know they said later this week probably is what Barry Alvarez said we're at the end of the week so maybe today maybe tomorrow maybe early next week who knows but we do know it's going to be a nine game schedule nine games in as many weeks so we talked about the 21 day thing yeah that's interesting to me I know Ohio State is not happy about that but you know they were they weren't going to die on that hill. They 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 wanted a season. They were willing to acquiesce on that. But the 21 days is interesting. Not that we're doctors here, but following this virus and the protocols that are in place, just for general in the general public for people that get the virus. Looking at sports leagues, uh, you know, in the professional sports leagues, if if somebody tests positive, they are quarantined for 14 days, and that's exactly how it is for the general public too. It's right around 14 days. So I don't know how they came up with this 21 day thing. I know Ohio state's not happy with it, but even in a regular season, Jonah, that would be one fourth of the regular season. If you miss three weeks in a nine week season, I mean, missing three weeks, that's huge. You're missing a third of the season right there. Then you have to get reacclimated. So you might be missing at least half the season by the time you actually come back. And if, four games have already been played or five games have already been played. That means you could be out for the rest of the season unless the team makes the college football playoffs. So I don't know, man, just your thoughts on uh, the 21 day rule. Yeah, it's brutal. And to me, I think it's just a booby trap by the presidents in order to say here, here's your football, go play it. But we're going to put these stringent restrictions in place. Um, and as you mentioned, it's more extreme than anywhere in society. You, you look at the average human being who's working in, in, in America, you know, you, you get sick and or if you have asymptomatic uh, positive tests, you know, you're out 10 to 14 days. And a lot of these kids, what they're going to see is asymptomatic um, positive tests if they do have it. And then kids are just going to be sitting around for three weeks. And then that also doesn't take into account the contract, the uh, contact tracing. So guys are going to be sitting, sitting down for a couple of weeks because they may have been exposed. It's the same thing that happened to University of Charlotte, who's supposed to be playing UNC uh, this weekend. They couldn't fill the team because they didn't have enough position groups on the offensive line. I think the SEC is doing it right where the SEC basically said in the only way we're going to cancel a game is if you don't meet the 53 scholarship man mandate. And basically they said you got to have at least to be able to fill one quarterback, two running backs. Um, I think they had seven to 10 offense alignment on your roster that you can actually feel. So as long as you have a legit 53 man roster, you can, you can play the game. But the 21-day, it's more extreme than anyone else. It'd be interesting to see 
as they as they like to say, the, the science continues to progress and we learn more. Well, as we continue to get further into the season or closer to the season, I hope they would try to at least roll that back to to 14 days because as you mentioned, you miss you you, you get popped for for COVID and <laughs> depending on what position you you're playing, if you're a quarterback one, that could be detrimental to your team. Yeah, let's keep Justin Fields in bubble wrap as much as possible. Um, can't afford to, to have that, that young man miss three weeks or more. It's Yeah, it's ridiculous. Maybe they will reassess that because, like you're saying, there's nowhere else in society where 21 days is the standard. So I don't know how they came up with that. All right, moving on. Let's get back to some good news here. This week, just when we just thought it couldn't get any better, then Sean Wade opts back in. Wyatt Davis opts back in. Former five-star recruits who have played like five-star recruits. We're talking about in Wyatt Davis, the best offensive guard in the country, projected as a first-round pick. Sean Wade projected anywhere from first round to second round at the worst. The only returning starter in Ohio State secondary, one of the top corners in the country. He's going to be have to think. I don't know if he'll be a finalist for the Thorpe Award, but he'll be in the discussion. I would imagine if he has, uh, you know, enough of the stats, which will be tough in a shortened season. I get that, but you know, a lot of teams are playing a shortened season. Maybe not this short, but uh, just huge news, man. I really thought once they made that decision, that they that was a final decision and they were not going to come back. Um, but again, this week just could not get any better. And we're getting Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade back, Jay Book. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, to me, I th- always thought there was a shot if the Big Ten could figure out how how to get this thing on the on ramp because they they were saying pretty much right after they um, declared that they were opting out that Randy Wade was saying that we don't even know what's going on with the Big Ten. As soon as we get some type of formal announcement that they're actually going to play, then we can uh, consider all options there. So I'm very excited about it. It's really going to bolster the roster there. Wyatt Davis, he's a junkyard dog up front, a true leader. Sean Wade's a veteran leader on the back end. I I had my mindset that we were going to see Seven Banks and, and Cam Brown, the youngsters, and Marcus Williamson. I was I was fired up. I was like, let's go, young guys. It's time to time to step up, time to shine. I have the utmost uh, confidence in Kerry Cones that he was going to get those guys ready, and I had the next the next man up mentality. But just getting those two guys back, top NFL players on your roster back, really strengthens your your roster in order for you to make this national championship run because we're coming for Clemson and the rest of the Big Ten, they're going to be put on notice. And I had the joy of, of checking out some of the Michigan boards after Wyatt Davis and Sean Way declared, and basically those guys said that, um, you know, Ohio State is is back in the hunt. They're getting everything they want because they're going to be a national championship contenders, whereas our, our guys are opting out um, because they just want to worry about the NFL. So if you get a chance, check out the Michigan boards because it's a complete meltdown. It's always good for some chicanery to go over to the uh, Michigan boards when bad things are happening to Michigan or good things are happening to Ohio State. Uh, which a lot of times is uh, simultaneous. So, um, yeah, that's a that's good advice. Go over if you need some some fun today. Go over and check out the Michigan boards and what they're saying. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. I appreciate you getting up super early this morning, Jay Book. You always come strong, and I appreciate it, my friend. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in. Have a great weekend, Bucknutters.
Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.